Hello and welcome to another episode of the Plus 63HP podcast reviews edition. I am one of your hosts, John Clemente. Alongside with me are two of my bestest best friend. I'm going to start with the person immediately below me. Uh, Chabax, how are you doing, my man? Exhausted, tired, but uh, goddamn <laughs> happy to be here. I'm Chabax. Awesome. Call me Papa. We will not. <sighs> Immediately below him, another one of our bestest best friends waking up at an ungodly time to record with us is Ch- uh, is Arnie. Arnie, say hi. Hello there, Morchachos. You can call me Argyle. <laughs> uh, if this is your first time uh, uh, getting into this channel, thank you very much for your view. Uh, we hope you like and subscribe and hit that little bell so you know when our videos are dropping. Uh, we are the Plus 63 HP Nexus of Podcasts. We have this review show, so it comes out every Monday and Tuesday. We have one weekly uh, TV show, TV series that we review, and we also have a weekly movie of the week for review. Give our opinions and ratings so you know whether you should watch it yourselves with your friends and family. Uh, we also have our D&D podcast, our very, very first D&D campaign that we drop every Wednesday. And on Thursdays, we have a curated list of clips, videos, featurettes uh, that uh, we react to, see if we should be hyped about these uh, upcoming content or not. If you do not like seeing our faces, but you just want to listen to us, put us in the background while you're working or doing your chores. We are also in every single podcasting app that you can think of. So just search Plus63HP. Uh, we prefer Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon. Uh, uh, like and subscribe us there as well. Help us with the algorithms. Uh, and if you want to interact with us, uh, follow us in any of our social feeds. We are in Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook with the handle at plus63hp. Next week, our movie of the week is a recently dropped, uh, kind of like a, a, a small, a semi-Indie-ish gem, Black Phone. So if you want to uh, interact with us, react with us, and give us your thoughts about Black Phone. Correction, it's Ethan Hawk. the Black Phone. The Black My Phone. My bad. If you want to uh, uh, interact with us with there, give us your thoughts. Uh, watch along, watch along, and then hit us up. Uh, but this week, we have a cinematic masterpiece that we need to discuss together. Um, as if you've been a fan of the channel for a while, you may know that you know myself, Shabax, and RJ are uh, big fans of uh, the gem of this person, Nicholas Cage. No, so it's we are Nick fucking Cage. Nick, no, it's Nick motherfucking Cage. <laughs> it's Castor uh, Trauma. Uh, <laughs> he makes a bajillion movies a year, and inevitably one or two of those were is going to be. A fucking joy to watch, whether it is good or what, and it, we should watch it, or whether it's extremely, extremely bad, we do not know. But uh, either way, you'll be very, very entertained. This week, we are react, or we are reviewing uh, the recently dropped on uh, streaming services, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Before we go to our initial reactions. Uh, and uh, uh, deep dive into the movie, a few stats uh, for unbearable weight of massive talent. 
Uh, it is directed by Tom Gormikin. He has no Wikipedia page. So um, what? I am uh, excited to like get to know more of the things that he does. Um, also written by Tom Gormikin and Kevin Efton. Uh, produced by Nick Cage, of course. Stars, of course. Nick Cage with the Mandalorian himself. Pedro, Pedro Pascal, Pascal, the real daddy of us all. Uh, Sharon Horgan, Tiffany Haddish is there. Ike Barnholtz, uh, Alessandra Mastronodi, Jacob Scipio, and Neil Patrick fucking Harris, Harris playing Nick Cage's uh, agent. And, uh, Paco, Paco Leon as uh, Lucas Gutierrez. Uh, there cousin. you go. It uh, runs, uh, the runtime is 107 minutes, so super tight. Under two hours, super fun. Uh, it is actually released in English and Spanish. So, oh, really? um, you know, one day I'll, I'll find a movie that is dubbed in Spanish as well, see how that goes. Um, the budget of the movie is $30 million. So, very, very wow. slim, right? Very, very um, efficient. It doesn't look like a $30 million it film. We'll discuss yeah. that later. Yeah. Right? It looked a lot more expensive than that. So, that's great. Um, but as as of this recording, July twenty third on a Saturday, it has only made twenty nine million dollars in the box office. So I'll do some more research whether uh, that's good or bad because we have heard good things about this movie on the tweets when it came out. But mm -hmm. maybe um, most of its revenue came from like licensing or putting it on uh, future uh, streaming services and whatnot. Before we dive into the um, synopsis, the plot, and uh, uh, discuss the movie beat by beat, Chubax, what is your initial non-spoilery reaction and how will you pitch this movie to Arnie who has not seen this movie at all? So initial so, reaction. So initial reactions. I liked it. I liked it more than I thought, but I didn't love it. Mm -hmm. So I liked it. It was fun. It was funny. Uh, had me laughing out loud actually in some parts. Mm. And uh, how do I pitch it? Pitch it. Uh, so Nicholas Cage plays Nicholas Nick Cage, a struggling actor, and then uh, he gets invited to or paid to go to a party because he's struggling. So he goes to a party in Spain, and. The CIA recruits him because the guy that invited him apparently is like a big crime boss. And then hijinks, hijinks ensue from there. So like he's playing a spy so, and uh, himself. <laughs> uh, so you. I think you, you, I was exactly going to describe it the same way. It's a fun movie. The acting is surprisingly good like it's it oh. you know i don't know if nicholas cage turns his acting chops on and off in different movies because he was playing over the top here playing himself over, over the, the top, top but not it doesn't not look too much yeah overacting right yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was funny it like you sense. mentioned it's kind of like a um uh, a, a buddy movie a buddy cop movie uh all the supporting actors had some use there. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll the views that, are yeah. great, but it, yeah, it's super funny. 
um, you kind of expect all the beats of the movie, but in the end, you're still entertained. So like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I was, we saw this at the Nighthawk. So I was, my expectations were a little high because I'm paying full price, mm-hmm. full cinema price for this, expecting this this is going, this is going to be a shit show. But it wasn't. It was actually a well-made movie. So, um, all right, with that, uh, Chubax, hit us with the plot and then we'll discuss okay. what we like oh. and did not like about uh, unbearable weight of massive talent. I'll keep it. I'll keep it tight. Um, wiki wiki plot is tra- is guiding my guiding, but I'll try to be quick. So, Nicolas Cage is struggling. Uh, at the start, he was trying to meet a director, trying to apply for a role, and he does the awkward thing of like uh, auditioning in the parking lot, like yeah. showing his lines while the director's yeah. watching. It's like everybody like so awkward, and he he doesn't get it. the The surprising thing here, the funny thing is um. He has a hallucination of talking to himself, a younger himself? version of himself. Younger. That's more like over the top. Uh, I don't know what movie that's from. Is it from a specific movie? Or so just, I like... don't know in particular, but I think it's probably leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, that's what that's I thought also. He, so yeah, he's, because he had that uh, weird uh, bob cut and then yeah. uh, And that's where he won an Oscar case. too. So yeah. I would assume that would be the one that would be closest to him. Yeah, so basically this crazy Nicky, I think it's his character's name is Nicky, the hallucination. He's the typical, he's the bad influence that, not bad, more like he wants Nick Cage to keep being a star, a movie star. So anything else, family, daughter, um, crappy movies, he's, not, he's pushing Nicolas Cage not to do. So he just keeps aiming for the, a movie star. And like one of the signature lines here is like, uh, we're back, baby, but we mm-hmm. never went anywhere. Oh, we didn't go anywhere, I think. Is that something like yep. that? So anyways, uh, he's staying at the hotel, I think, and he's racking up debt, and uh, he's estranged to his wife. Well, not really estranged, more like he's divorced with his wife, and he always he's always trying with his daughter, which is refreshing, yeah. but the problem is when he's trying with his daughter, it's always like what he likes when he wants... Her to watch the movies that he likes and you know so the daughter's like awkward and sometimes scared because if she doesn't like it maybe the dad will get mad so they're kind of um there's like a big rift there and then uh barney stinson or barney neil patrick harris plays his agent and asks him to there's a guy from spain gonna pay you a million dollars just to visit him. big fan big fan big fan so just visit him for a party First he doesn't want to go, but then he has this. Uh, he he didn't get the part from the director in the start, so he has a breakdown in front of his. That was like typical crazy bad stuff. Uh, he has a breakdown on his daughter's 18th birthday party. He he plays a song like so awkward. <laughs> That's supposed to be about the daughter, but everybody knows it's about him being depressed or something. So, anyways, he's forced to go to meet uh, Javi, this mil- uh, rich. What did they say his job was? Like, uh. I forget. Uh, oh, wait. Uh, How do you, uh, I, I just know that, uh. He's he like a, a billionaire uh, or something. Like, like a yeah. very rich guy. So once he gets there, this is where, like, anytime there's, like, Javi and Nicholas together, it's. The best. I, I, I was so surprised. Pedro Pascal. So surprised. Just, Pedro Pascal is so charming. And just, they're Arnie, as you can see from the screen. That's Nikki. He's talking to. He's talking himself. to himself like it's psycho. So anyway, anytime Javi's together with Nick, it's just awesome because like Javi's so in love with Nicolas Cage, he's his biggest fan. And then 
so he's just telling him how how big of a fan he is. He loves his movies and stuff. But Nick's like at first like dismissive because you know he's just there for the money. But then they bond. Hold on a second. Special guest. So anyways, uh, they they connect because Javi's such just, just so pure-hearted and he just loves Nicolas Cage. An actual movie fan that they were connecting about actual yeah. films that were made. Uh, and Nic- oh, it was the best. And Javi wants Nicolas Cage to star in his screenplay. He made the screenplay that he wants Nicolas Cage to star in. And I love that sequence where... He's trying to show Nicholas the story. So he's there like driving in the field and like, Nick, I have to be with Gabriella. They're they're after us. Let's run. So they run. So he's just like playing out the screenplay. But then they end up in the cliff. (laughs) And they both jump like Nicholas Cage gets so into the story. Like, (coughs) okay, okay. We got to get you to Gabriella. And (laughs) once they jump like, holy shit, that was so high. And then they fall down. Anyways, uh, during this time, uh, CIA two agents like uh, Tiffany Haddish, right? Tiffany Haddish, Haddish, and uh, this other guy. I think this is like not the stupid part of the story. More like uh, these two CIA agents are like so stupid. Like they're using yeah. Nicholas Cage because um, apparently Javi, the the the, the person bo- invited the mob boss. Oh, the person invited him is apparently a, a crime boss and kidnapped. Uh, uh, president nomin nomin a uh, president no presidential presidential nominee of another country. Oh, I don't know which country. Just one another country, and they won't return her unless he steps out of the presidential running. But the CIA want Nick Cage to help them get the girl, which is fucking stupid because Nicolas Cage is, of course, not trained, but also like he has his own set of issues. He's like fucked up, <laughs> and then, uh. So Hijink Sensu, she tries to, you know, um, typical uh, spice stuff like uh, hack into the security network. And there's a funny scene where he's so, they're like the most stupid uh, tech, right? <laughs> there's like uh, this piece of paper, Arnie, or like a yeah. film. You put it on one arm, on one, one side of your hand, and then you rip the outside. And you're not supposed to touch the outside because it's poison. It's not. It's not even. I thought the, at first it was like a trank. No, it's a deadly poison. Deadly poison. <laughs> it's 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 deadly poison, and you're not supposed to touch your body. But then Nicholas comes out like he's looking for bad guys, and then he he goes like, "Oh, he's sweating." <laughs> I think I touched my head. <laughs> I think I touched my head, and then he almost dies because of that. And then I like the reaction of the guy because uh, Tiffany, the female agent, was the one that was pushing Nick, and the other guy was like. It's Nicholas fucking Cage. He's an actor. We can use him. And then at that point, he was like, oh my, oh my God, we got, we got Nick Cage killed. We got Nick Cage killed. So anyways, as this is going, they hack into the, uh, the security. Uh, there's a room they want uh, Nick Cage to enter because they think that's where the, the, the girl's being held up. And then Javi brings him to that space. And it's just like his Nicholas Cage uh, trophy room. He has shit like uh, he has the bunny from Con Air. He has the what was the other one? Uh, a life size wax figure of a face of, off. Uh, face That's off with, Troy. With, with, with with the actual, actual guns. Gun. The real gun, the golden gun. Uh, there, there was something else besides from the. Anyways, so it's just like so many stuff. 
And then at the end, we figure out that Javi is just the the poster the boy, front. the front. He's not the real crime boss. The crime boss is his cousin. And it, it, we get a funny scene where uh, the CIA tells Nick that he has to kill Javi. To, to, that's the only hope. And then the, the cousin figures out that the CIA is there and tells Javi to kill Nicolas Cage. So there's a scene where they <laughs> face off. <laughs> and, and it's funny they even swap shoes there's so small stuff like that that are, are so funny I, I like it and this is when the story picks up and this is when I the first part was a little uneven for me like some good stuff some it's, cool, yeah, it's a little cringy because uh, what's his name uh, P- Pedro Pascal was you know, a little too too much of a fanboy and then Nicolas Cage was a little bit too much of himself but when they were Once when the they were officially best friends yeah when, when they Protected each other. I started, you know, no secrets, uh, all secrets out, and and came together. That's uh, when and the stakes happened. That's when things started picking up, and I was laughing out loud. Like some scenes, like uh, they were hiding from gunmen, and they said, uh, uh, "Javi, get get the, get the car. I'll wait here." And then they said, "No, you, you're the better runner. What do you mean? I'm the, I saw in National Treasure you run fast. Oh, that's the stunt <laughs> team, not in the featurette making up." <laughs> <laughs> and then Nicholas didn't have any comeback. Like shit, damn it! Well, so anyway, so they help each other. Uh, have, no, we lost him. It froze. Oh, yeah, okay. he froze. Oh. <laughs> Can you hear While me? We are waiting. It's so good. It froze. Hello. What? Okay, so um, also, Bala, Javi, uh, Javi wanted Nick to be, um, reconnect with his wife, so he brought the wife and the daughter there, so they're in the mix. And then Lucas knows that Javi betrayed him, so he kidnaps Nicolas Cage's daughter. So it's up to Nicolas, uh, Nick Cage, Javi, Javi. Uh, uh, Nicolas Cage's ex-wife, and Javi's uh, assistant beloved, slash love interest. Beloved, yeah. So they have to try to save them. And then in at the end they they do they save him. Uh, there's there's nice action sequence. Uh, Javi always I just love that he he loves Nicolas Cage so much he sacrifices himself. And in the end, uh, they have the scene that made me laugh. Also, like um, the the finale scene, they they jump the car straight into uh, embassy. I think that's the embassy, right? Mm-hmm. And then the bad guy alone follows him in the car. So he has Nicolas Cage hostage, everybody, all the guards pointing at him. And then the daughter throws him a knife. And then he gets it and he stabs uh, Javi. And then he starts like emoting too much. Like, ah! I was like, that's too much. And then it, it became the movie. So they made a movie about, the, about what, the, what had happened. And then in the end, yeah, um, he's with Javi. Javi's like a screen screenplay writer, and he's famous now also. And yeah, he but instead of um uh, like uh going out into the parties again, he just stays home with his ex wife and the daughter, and then they reconnect. Oh, and my favorite scene, one of my favorite scenes was also when they were talking about the top three movies, and Javi's mm-hmm. top three movies was number one, Face Off. Number two mm-hmm. is uh the Cabin of uh, Caligula, Caligula, uh... Caligula. Something like that. Cagliostra. Cagliostra, something like that. Yeah. And then after that, he was delayed. He was uh, stalling. And then Nicholas said, Javi, stop uh, stalling. Tell me. Tell me your third top three movie. 
It's Paddington too. <laughs> and then oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot. I and then forgot. The, the cage was like, what? Come on. There's like cabin of Cagliostro, Paddington too. I don't want to be a snob, but there's a big disconnect there. And then Abby says, I cried the whole movie. Wanted me to be a better man. Don't fuck. Uh, I don't fuck you. And then it cuts to the scene where they're watching it. And Nicholas Cage is crying. And Abby's crying. It's like, Paddington too. And Bobby's like, I fucking told you. I am. Uh, so that's true too. So I was watching this with my friend Lux. And then we both have not seen Paddington too and did not realize how, you know, what if, if it probably was just a joke, right? No, it's really good. But there's, I heard. But plenty of movies reference Paddington too as their favorite. most favorite yeah, film. I, so um, I heard, we have a I heard from it from... time to watch it. I heard from Danny. It's like really, really good. Yeah. My other scene That'll was like uh, uh, when Lu- Lucas, the, the the real bad guy, has Nicolas Cage in a, a hostage. And the, oh no, Nicolas Cage has uh, Lucas in a hostage at the start. Mm-hmm. And then because Arnie, he went in disguised as somebody else, mm-hmm. and it worked. And then finally, when uh, when he when he caught uh, he got the 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 jump on Lucas, and then Lucas was like realizing who it is. So he's being held like that. Lucas is like, Nick fucking Cage, and then it goes like, it's Nick motherfucking Cage. <laughs> like I love it. That was so good. Oh my god. And then, so yeah, that, that's that, that's basically the movie. I liked it. They were that it was short. They didn't drag it out. Yeah, there was just some scenes at the start that were a little too too long or too dragging, but aside from that, uh, I liked it. it. Yeah, the the plot is super simple. Nick Cage um, is hired to attend a party. This rich person is a big fan of Nick Cage who wants to pitch his his uh, screenplay, um, and then apparently that family of Pedro Pascal is corrupt killing people, uh, CIA uh, comes in. In the end, though, it's all about the best friendship between was, Nick Cage and Pedro Pascal that was very believable. <laughs> Pedro Pascal is extremely charming, extremely like endearing in this movie. He's kind of like, he's a fanboy. He's a film buff. He's a um uh uh like a what do you call this a, a hopeless romantic with his assistant. He, he went that way uh, where it was like at first he's charming, you like him, and then as you said, there's a part where he, it goes too much fanboy to Nicholas Cage, but he mm-hmm. keep he kept pushing it and kept playing it, and then it, it went back cool. to the yeah, he's like <laughs> so fun, and a charming asshole. Uh, I love and- I love that. Yeah, I and I again I don't know what about this movie that made it because like usually when we watch Nicolas Cage movies like he is just phoning it in he is or or or, or he, it's painful to watch him and that's what we what we like but here like he he well he was kind of playing a version of himself so it was super fun and I really really enjoyed it um but but yeah, I mean, you could in in the plot you could smell a mile away that oh Pedro Pascal is definitely not the one yeah. that is like running this um uh what is cartel cartel uh, someplace that is planning to overthrow this particular government etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, 
and and that's when you kind of realize okay, that's why you guys are going to be best friends because you're going to help each other uh solve this and um i really do like the fact that you know it was the, the quick resolution in the end where um the entire movie was kind of like an homage and ode to screenwriting filmmaking what is lost in filmmaking right now which is kind of like the 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 underlying symbolism of the entire movie uh and yet you know even in the in the plot there's a certain portion in the plot where you know the CIA is trying to uh extend uh they want more time so with with um with uh Javi with with Pedro Pascal so uh Nicolas Cage like introduces these cinema tropes to make money. You need to you need to have more action. You need to have uh, a love scene, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So like you kind of get to see the mind of 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 filmmakers nowadays to make hits. And then that's kind of what happened with their actual movie in the end. It was it turned into this like um, what well, it started off as just like like a. Um, a character-driven piece. That's what they're telling. It's like it's a character movie, and then it turns slowly turn into action. So turn into love. It's it started to do, uh, this like uh, explosion. It's which became their whole game. Yeah. Uh, so that was super and fun. Like, that, um, as you said, it doesn't look like a thirty million film. It's shot mm-hmm. well. It's lighted well. It's edited well. It doesn't take you out like oh they didn't they didn't have budget here or something. It, it looks good. You know I. I even on an iPad, like I, I saw it, it it looked like quality filmmaking. They didn't phone the the cinematography in. They didn't phone the the shots in. So yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it was, um, it was uh, what do you call this? It was mostly uh, shot in this very picturesque villa somewhere. So they were really maximized that location. So and that was it. It was really really good. I I truly truly enjoyed this film. Um, all right. Uh, is there anything else that we want to describe this movie about, or are we ready to rate it? I think we're ready to rate it. Ready to rate it. Uh, I'll start because you did the synopsis. Mm -hmm. This is a very, very solid seven for me, right? It is an a hundred minutes, it is Nicolas Cage. There's a little bit of over-the-top Nicolas Cage. There's a lot of charming, endearing Pedro Pascal. There is action. There's a lot of comedy. But you know, as I mentioned, there's a lot of subplots. Subplots about making a movie and how a movie has uh, become formulaic right now, become dumb for the audiences. It's an ode to old um, movies that they, they love, that they learn something from that, uh, that has been lost recently. There is the angle of, um, uh, I don't know what's the English term for torpe, but you know, Pedro Pascal being in love with his um, uh, assistant was a subplot. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that it's nice that it was discussed. She was, or it, it, she was pretty, but also it's like usually like if the boss is in love with an employee, that's sexual harassment ish, but this, they did it very well here it's very very light touch and of course there is uh the subplot of nicholas cage still following his dream of becoming this star and you know that it is um like he's washed like he understands he's a washed actor already and he has uh 
um, he has neglected his family. That's why he was at the start of the movie. Movie was being divorced. Uh, he was also um, didn't understand how to communicate with his daughter. So instead of of, of showing how much she loved her, um, she was embarrassing her. So uh, that's another subplot in the movie. Uh, and yeah, in the end, it's just one of those things where he, he correctly made fun of himself, like Nicolas Cage did. It was a, a perfect balance of um, I'm capitalizing, like, I know that I'm making shitty movies right now. I know that I'm no longer Oscar Oscar winning Nicolas Cage. Uh, I, I know I'm not like a, the person that will headline blockbusters. Um, but I'm still going to make this quality film. So that's why I'm giving it, I'm giving the movie a seven. I was going to give it a seven also, but discussing this with you, as you said, there's layers to it. So it made it increase. I'll go with an eight. Just because, uh, as you said, the layers like, were he's making fun of himself. He made the movie funny. And then it went into this friendship. And then... They were talking about movies and tropes and then that came into play in the movie and then there was action also and then they made that into movie so and then i also like um even his apology to his family it was fucked up like uh i'm sorry i wasn't there for you spend more time with you but i hope you would know that uh was that something like um if it was reverse i would i would accept uh if you were you were if you were the artist, I would accept that you would focus on that more than me. <laughs> like what? You're apologizing and you're still like bringing. But then at the end, he the way the proper way to apologize is by action, saving yeah. them. And then that scene at the end was so sweet where uh, there he he finally said, you know, let's watch a movie, but you choose. You know, small things like that that made it sweet at the end. And yeah, he I was trying that, to groom his daughter. Yeah, and, to be a film buff like he was. And but, they knew yeah. that uh, he, Nicolas Cage himself was over the top and maybe Javi. But the wife, the wife wasn't, you know, he, she's not the typical uh, divorced uh, wife that's angry at Nicolas Cage or, you know, anything. He was, she was even sweet and she was like, Nick, I need you to be a, a better father. You know, we need you. Like, stuff like that. The daughter wasn't angsty or too much over no, the top. No, yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. the other thing too. The, the, the portrayal of the family again, even again, the portrayal of the family that was the neglected family, the divorced family, was done in not the typical tropish way. Again, and even yeah. the assistant, like it's just not the overachieving assistant that has in love with this boss or her boss, yada yada. No, it was like light touches and because everything else was extremely exaggerated, yeah. these ones were like very realistic. So I, I that's the reason why this movie was, I think better than expected because it wasn't just like a, like a one tone kind of thing and then we got a cameo from Demi Moore playing the wife in the movie the wife at the end <laughs> like what the she's still hot that's true but uh, yeah so that's uh, Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent starring Nicolas Cage and uh, Pedro Pascal and uh, you've uh, you've heard us talk about the plot you've heard us talk about what we thought about the movie um, let us know in the comments if you uh, were influenced uh, by uh, our reviews and watching it as well. Give it a shot. Let us know what you think. What is your rating about the unbearable weight of massive talent? Oh. And next week, 
our movie of the week is The Black Phone with Ethan Hawke. I'm so, so excited watch along one. with us. Uh, it is a horror film, uh, suspense thriller. So uh, I think that's going to be fun. I'm excited to watch that. Um, uh, 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 extra. Again, don't forget to uh, like and subscribe. Leave a comment uh, on our channel. Um, just open up your YouTube app or your browser. Type in youtube.com slash plus six three HP. We are there. This is what you're watching. We are on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the handle at plus six three HP. And we are on all the your favorite podcasting apps. Uh, just search plus six three plus six three HP. We prefer Apple, Spotify, and or Amazon. Uh, final goodbyes, Arnie. Thanks for hanging out and listening to us review about uh, uh, review unbearable weight of class of being. Say your goodbyes for this uh, episode. Well, I'm gonna watch the movie now. I'm gonna try before I deny, bro. Chachos. Chivax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Um, well, give it give it a shot. It's uh, Nick Fucking Cage. So <laughs> worth time. Worth the time. It's a good movie to watch with your friends and family. And again, thank you very much if you reach this point of the video. We hope that you watch us again. Come join us next week. And with that, thank you very much and goodbye.